So, well, you've recently been uh, immersed in the world of magic and have been oh, playing yeah. through a lot of Hogwarts Legacy <sighs> and have been looking at different spells and uh, techniques that you can well. learn that use magic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if you could learn any type of magic, if you could specialise in a particular brand, genre of magic, yep. as it were, what would you pick and why? Elemental. Elemental. So, like, so fire, water, avatar stuff. Avatar like stuff. Bend. Shooting from your Could hands. Could you do all of them? Or would it be like a, like you, you pick one? Like well, a black According Clover to situation. my uh, up and coming novel, I would progress through each element, <laughs> learning them in a school of magic where, um, right. where you take classes and learn different parts of each element. So, like, you have crafting magic and you have, like, um, for so for each element you can specifically learn to upskill in manufacturing things and like building things so like you okay. put it into the real world as well a one man industrial revolution Eff- effectively yeah yeah well the thing is <laughs> with the, with the statue of secrecy you can't be going out into the world and just flaunting your magic so you have to have ways mm. of using your magic in the real world so what better way like if you're an earthbender you help create sort of structures and 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 mold metal and if you're a if you're a waterbender you can navigate the seas navigate the seas. So you just get yourself on a ship and be like oh we yeah. need to go this way <laughs> move the currents to, to your whims exactly uh elemental i see i think i think that's such a primal uh yes. want of people when they come to thinking about magic and, mm. and superpowers in general like everybody wants to be like a lightning or fire user yeah. i think that it's interesting that that is such a a baseline it's it is weird desire i think i think people we talked about it when we um when we discussed avatar and i think for me that it does definitely it's primal is the right word i think i i sort of it just feels raw it feels powerful it feels simplistic enough that anyone can sort of access it and understand it and it's just kick-ass to like shoot beams of energy out of your hands it's like why dragon ball did so well originally Um, (laughs) it's just i've controlled my key and now i can shoot this big blue beam yeah (gasps) every kid has has tried to do a kamehameha at least once i I would say at least several times yeah i don't know it's not a one-time thing (laughs) no one does it just once once you've got a taste for so every couple of years, you're just like, maybe this is the one. <laughs> yeah. You just got to get the feel for it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your, what's your go-to magic? Um, Alahamora. Perfect. No door shall remain locked before me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, shall go. we get into Mushoku Tensei? And talk about the magic Let's get into Mushoku Tensei. Is that's the theme of and the kind of magic that's going on there. Shall we get into it in three, two, one? Okay, Sam. Okay, well, so I know that you've <laughs> looked at Mushoku Tensei before. <laughs> <laughs> We're both Good. just so eager to get into yeah. it, you know. <laughs> okay, go. Joe, you go. You had a question, I forgot. Yeah. So I know that you uh, enjoyed Mushoku Tensei before. You started watching mm. it already. Yes. Um, and those first couple of episodes kind of introduce us to the world, introduce us to Rudius, our main character. Um, I kind of wanted to start with him, seeing as he's our point of view into the world of Mushoku Tensei. Um, how did you find his character arc as the series progressed, the first core progressed from literal baby to somewhat competent 
adventurer. How, what did you think of his growth and his development? Um, so I thought it was, it, there's some good bits and potentially some bits that I didn't enjoy as much, but I think that's just part and parcel of trying to make a property last a certain amount of time. Um, I really, I loved it at the beginning. I loved his progression through the beginning stages and I loved watching mm-hmm. him come to grips with how to control this magic. Um, he reads the textbooks yeah. and we see that painstaking process of him trialing the water magic and just drip yeah, feeding over it. and over, literally drip feeding it. Hey, see what I did there? Hey. And he gets more competent <laughs> as time goes on. He's able to learn how to shoot it. He's, le- he's able to learn all different types, all different, um, exp- it gets exponentially stronger with his magic, I guess, in, in with the water, um, element, I guess. Um, Yep. But after the first, after he leaves home, after he's, be- they sort of quickly get him to, what is it? Mage level? I don't know what, 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 what title does he hold? Yeah. As- so they, they kind of jump forward a bit, don't they? He's like a, well, he becomes a tutor, doesn't he? In he the, does become um, a tutor. Yeah. In the city. But Roxy, Roxy says, you know, you've already reached this level. You've already reached that level and you've surpassed basically her her competency, what she can achieve. So he goes off on his little adventure to become a tutor for someone else. And from then on, yep, that's it. That's it for the whole first call, as far as learning new magic. You think he doesn't continue to grow? You don't think he... To learn... Well, I mean, I think he grows as a character, is he? He definitely grows mm. as a character, but as far as learning magic, as far as develop, developing his... The, 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 the hook of this show was like that his he actual was, you know skills he, and the magic he uses yeah, yeah 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 i think that no yeah i see i see that i mean we see a few different spells that he used like that he's learned like he, we see that he has more of a grasp of earth magic as he reaches the um the big city um but he still kind of falls back onto that water magic that he's so used to um, yeah. as he tries to teach eris and is it giselle uh yes, Gislaine. Gislaine. Yeah, Gislaine. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there are bits of that, I guess, but I don't think he's learning anything new. He's just adapting what he's already got in his in his locker, um, which mm. I think is fine. It changes the tone of the show to him, it all being about his journey magically to just him as a character. And I think that's something this show does really well. Is it it. I guess we'll get onto it with the world building. It it's bigger than Rudy. Like it, it's yeah. It, it frustrates me, and he's it's just sort of, a small cog yeah. in the machine. I'm I'm gagging though to see his development magically. Like that's just the mm. the, the Harry Potter nerd boy in me. I want him to get to that the 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 university or wherever he's trying to get to. He's trying to earn money yeah. to get him and, and actually like see him push Sylvie. himself like yeah really far because we we see elements of that in the first couple of episodes don't we we see him with is it is sylphie his yeah, um, sylphie, yeah. elf friend from back in the village yeah. and he shows off or maybe it's with roxy before she leaves and he shows this weather bending spell yeah yeah where he summons roxy, a storm yeah. and like the animation and the music swells and it it it's too powerful for him to control at this point it ends up killing is it the horse or the a cow or something that they've got with them? Yeah, it, like it, yeah. Or it. No, it blasts it, and they have to heal the horse because he yeah. got struck by lightning because Rudius can't control himself. Yeah. And we in, don't in really lots of get ways. Another... Rudius can't control himself. 
Oh, in in many ways, and we will unfortunately talk about them as we go on. But at this point, we see what Rudius is capable of, and within the first core, we don't really get another show-stopping sh- display of magic of that level from Rudius. We see another cataclysmic yeah. mana-infused event, but that isn't coming from a single caster. Yeah. Basically, the first couple of episodes kind of bring you in and make you want to see him using the magic in inventive ways and just grand spells that go against everything that this world knows. Like, his dad, Paul, is just a... a he's a competent fighter. He's a very good sword fighter. Oh, he's a phenomenal But he fighter. can't change the weather. He's a phenomenal Incredible fighter. fighter. Like, but he, they, they he's say just how, a normal man. Yeah, but they say how he's um, mastered, mastered so many of whatever sword styles... Like there's three sword styles and he's a master mm. of all three, I think, or something, something that, to that effect. Like he is yeah. the creme de la creme of, of fighters, which I, I, I love Paul. I think Paul is a phenomenal, phenomenally written character in the same way that I think Rudius is pretty good. Um, and I, again, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment to the show. There are some great characters. I think primarily them, the male characters that, have the have the best well thought out realistic morally questionable yeah, elements kind of to them complex complex yeah the characters. complexity i think there are some very typical anime characters from the women and we don't they hit a lot of the tropes like here's the big muscular angry woman who's who is Giselaine and here's the Sundere love interest in the form of um Sophie. Oh, what's her name? Or Eri. Eris. 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 Mm. Yeah. 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 The, and then the shy and withdrawn uh Sylph. And they are just they are just tools there to for for Rudy to sort of demonstrate his growth or not or or regression, I or guess. Or lack of growth. Yeah, or lack of growth, yeah. <laughs> um they're not really there for any other purpose at this stage, which is a shame. Mm. Um, I think Eris, as the as the arc progresses, does grow herself, which is nice because we mm. see the very initial reaction. You know, she's this spoiled girl who just wants wants to get everything now. You know, she never gets said no to, and she beats the staff effectively. Um, and and we see Rudy, yeah. Rudy, have to manipulate her into changing her personality which i guess is not a great teaching point not a great look <laughs> when you to say it like that but but she deserved it yeah yeah she was she's a, she's a, a great spoiled rotten brat and rudius actually manages to kind of turn her around into an almost decent human being yeah albeit a very violent and he's her teacher uh, at the end of the day he he agrees to be her teacher and yeah. he, he he starts to shape her start to drip feed in these sort of um responsibilities that she has and so like with the book she tries to buy him a book and he's like well it's not your money yeah, is it and he's it's like your dad's it's money. not your money you know he's like get an allowance get an allowance then get back to me which <laughs> so it's you still know, your dad's money it, yeah it's small steps <laughs> baby steps <laughs> it's like get an allowance get your dad to give you money regularly and then you can spend that money then you can pay it. Like, it's like a salary. Like, it's going to teach you how to budget, I guess. Yeah, it gives, it gives you a bit more awareness of what you're actually spending and how much you have. And I'm sure if... But also, as a teacher, he makes considerably awful decisions 
near the beginning is like, okay, I need her to trust me, so I'll stage a kidnapping. And yeah. Hopefully yeah. she'll like me after that. Also, like, there's uh, plenty of times when he's trying to touch up his student, which I, I'm pretty sure is a, yeah. is not mm-hmm. what you should be doing as 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 a teacher. Um, but yeah, I I think coming into the show, we we know that Rudius is a bad guy, or he's was. morally <laughs> was in his past life. We know that he was a degenerate. We know that he was. Like his morals were like in the toilet essentially and yeah. he's been given this second chance in this new magical world and for the most part he plays by the world's rules and he is taken aback by the beauty and the magic and he's learning and he's gaming the system a little bit but he is largely morally better than when he was just in the regular human world I think Until he's morally. I think he's morally better. Moments. I think do you know what helps him is is that he's in a fantasy world where there are cl- like tropes and cliches. So that there, there mm. are bad people. There are villains and you know mm. monsters. Which so is objectively worse than him. Which yeah, objectively these are bad things. They they come from evil. And I think when you mm. when you're up against that, he can and he he knows his way around a. a um, an isekai, a fantasy, because he, he's 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 uh, he's read the books. He's read the books. He's, <laughs> he's, the he's watched Sword Art. He's, he's watched Shield Hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be meta to just, if he just started reeling off all of these. Just name right. dropped yeah. a bunch of is- like <laughs> genuine isekai. Um, but yeah, he has. I think when when you compare him to the genuine evil, it's like, well, he's the best. He's the better of the two evils. Yes, he's seedy, but in mm. this world where. It's you know we we think about it fantasy genre as being very medieval in timeline sort of yeah um, and I, we think that we see this in Game of Thrones as well right yeah if we think about ages of and to, to put it very bluntly ages of consent and like yeah. when women would be getting married or would be having sex in medieval times it would be a lot younger and Rudius finds himself with a modern outlook in a medieval time and yet he manages barely by the skin <laughs> of his teeth to not act on those urges well he does we act see on him... them in all fairness yeah but he manages to put he no, manages to pull himself back he gets kicked in the head like like there's several times when he tries yeah. tries it on with he tries it on with Eris, Eris. when she's asleep and she wakes up yeah in the barn yeah mm. that is not a good look <laughs> It's, it's a really bad look. Yeah. Like, he's not a good And it's for guy. these reasons, you, you see his old persona, his old pers- personality coming back through and he's like, well, I have all this power now and I, and she's asleep, so why shouldn't I do this? And it's like, he does get consequences for that in terms of being physically beaten. Yeah. But he still doesn't learn. This, this is the problem with this <laughs> show, isn't it? Like, we're, we're making light of it. But this is a, a really serious sort of topic and sensitive topic thrown into mm. this magical world. And I think that's what makes it so good. Like he's still got all of his original, um, his original personalities, Baggage. his, the, the seediness, the desires that he was never really able to benefit not benefit from like he was never able to act give into upon. act upon thank you yeah he was never able to act mm. upon in the real world because of his social isolation and all of those things 
And now he's in a situation where he's got options. It's a bit like um, with Chainsaw Man. And now he's got that power. Now he's got that sort of opportunity. Unfortunately, he gives into it in certain situations. And that's definitely not a good thing. It's definitely shouldn't be doing it, but it's believable. Like you, you see Mm. the way, the way the dialogue works, the dialogue is so sort of in his own head. You hear his perspective on it. And although you get his inner voice the entire time. Yeah. Although it's objectively wrong, you, you sort of like, yeah, I can see Rudy doing that. I can see Rudy is doing that Mm. because it's in his nature and they don't shy away from it. Like you think of, of, Rudius in the in the real world when he was um his original real world human body he he'd given up he was at a point where he was just jacking off every day to unspeakable like pornography and he had all these urges but he he had no real power but now that he's in this world and he has actual power he can give into those urges in a more f- tangible way and he learns or doesn't learn he gets an inkling of that he can't do that and that's not the morally correct thing to do mm. but it's such a fine line that the show draws with yeah. i mean he's still assaulting a minor as a minor but he's it's it, like yeah but he's not a minor if we use he? the that's game the of thrones yeah, yeah that, that's the thing if we use a game of thrones analogy and we look at like um what was the name? Uh, is it San- Sansa? Sansa, What's yeah. the... Yeah. Sansa and um, Joffrey, yeah. like, in that situation. They were both, I think, like, 14, 15, okay? So they have been born and raised... This is, the, this is the values of their society, so it's acceptable for them to have sex in that way, in that context, in that part of the book. Here, you have what could be we don't really know his age but we can assume he's post high school so maybe like a mid 20 year old man mm. in the body of a 10 year old less than that i think he's eight, eight when he old. gets to yeah, yeah. um yeah and he's still acting in this way and it's that's the moral dilemma and i think that's the fact what that if you can forget, if he was if born in this world yeah you and you can forget it like you forget that he's got the the whole isekai part until those situations where it becomes abundantly clear that he still has these adult thoughts in this child's body like you could almost forgive him if he if if this was like a uh is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon situation where this is the world it's kind of gamified and it's but they have been born and raised here yeah but in this case, you know that he was from our society. So we kind of reflect and project our values onto him. And we know that he's doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And that's something that you've just kind of got to deal with yeah. with this show. Yeah, it, 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 it is uncomfortable to sort of put into context like that, to be honest. Um, but that aside, it's the character that's been put into this situation. That is who is the protagonist of mm. this whole thing. And, you know, outside of that, there are loads of, wh- however you feel about that, that is an interesting way to write a character because you, n- nobody mm. in their right mind object, like supports his actions or likes th- where he's coming from in those situations. And they are uncomfortable to watch sometimes. So, why do people like this show so much? Why do people stick with it? And why 
why did I watch the whole first core when I know that that's the crux? It is only a part of the show. It is only a part of the show. It's not the whole thing. And morally, whatever, looking at it, the show plays it off as a bit of a gag. I'm not saying that that makes things better, but when you're watching the show and it's this quick 15 seconds of, oh, I'm going to lewd the student that I'm meant to be teaching, and then he gets immediate recompense with being hit, and then you're back into the main plot of magic and myths and whatever. It's blinking. It's almost blinking you'll miss it, apart from the after the dancing, where it's like an actual plot point. Right, But for the majority of it, it is kind of... It's there in the background. He's like... He's young. He's pervy. He wants to touch... uh, Ghislaine's butt and then he's like oh it's solid as a rock and that's a that's a good bit like that's a good (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean that's that's good because of the the switch in that Ghislaine is like more than happy for that to happen she's just like yeah sure feel yeah and it's like yeah fine yeah whatever and it's like he like you expect it to be sexual and then it's just suddenly like this observation of god damn she's fucking shredded yeah 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 and so like it can be played for humor and I think yeah I don't think that it's a massive mark against it but it's definitely something to consider and think about when going in. Yeah, I mean I think yeah it's difficult I think it's there's enough there to offend people so uh people, but but anything offends everyone as well so I think hmm. I think it's just something to be aware of, isn't it? Like it, it could, yeah. it could be. Keep it in the back of your mind and, and know that it's not a massive plot point. It's there. And the real plot is the education of Eris and then the cataclysm towards the end of the core. That's like the okay. main plot and the interesting plot. That we so let's get into, into that then. The, um, the stuff towards the end that became very, very different in tone to what we've experienced mm. so far like the whole second half really when they meet um rougeard 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 yeah rougeard yeah the spurred rui rui the spurred he um he obviously accompanies them on this second part of their adventure they're sort of helping him he's helping them it's all fun and games they've got a new member to the crew but it definitely takes a shift in tone to this more like less jovial more mm. more survival sort of apocalyptic survival kind. sort of wasteland of a setting and less mm. less about i don't know less about the grounded characters that they've met so far, more about the ethereal sort of gods and things that are playing chess with these characters a little bit. Um, it, it, yeah. We meet the, uh, the human God yeah. who speaks to Rudius's uh, consciousness directly yeah. and his old human form and who gives him hints and tips on how to kind of best navigate these situations. Um, and it's kind of like, Oh, well, do I like that? Do I like that deities are getting involved and it's not just like a gritty world? Yeah. Like, the idea of them getting suddenly teleported to the demon continent and having to survive, great. Love it. I'm here for it. Do I like the fact that 
the reason that they're getting jobs and the reason that they're like thriving is because some guy's whispering in Rudius's ear. Ah, yeah. Less so. I, I kind of want him to do this off his own back and make mistakes and, and fail. And <laughs> also, the teleportation in itself is all because of the god. So it's like, is that lazy mm. writing? Like we don't know where it's going narratively, or I don't. So <clears throat> my, I've heard that the second part, the second core, is really good and really strong. So I'm hoping that there's like explanation. It all ties together nicely, and you know, there's the reasons why this is all happening become clear but at this stage i'm a bit like well you've just clicked your fingers and moved them location so that you can do this new plot it's like all right fine is that is it feels a bit lazy in right now obviously retrospectively hopefully i'll think otherwise i'm not it's not a massive thing at the minute but then you're right it takes a lot of the respect we have for and and yeah, the respect we have for Rudy and his capabilities, it puts that to the side while we're trying to figure out, well, what is he in control of? What is he, where, where is it going to go? I don't, I'm wary mm-hmm. that it's going to go like, I think this is almost like <clears throat> a penultimate. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I think this is almost like end of arc situation. This reminds me of, um, Attack on Titan, when Eren is finally okay. going to, uh, going into the ethereal sort of talking to the gods, talking to the oh, into the paths, into the paths. paths. It was always paths, Will. <laughs> but it reminds me of that sort of thing where it's taken mm. four, four or five seasons to get us to actually finding out what the hell is going on, the secrets of the world. Yeah, and now we're yeah. doing it in the first core. It's like. Oh yeah, this is a god that's doing it. Really? Are we at god level already? Like, have we have we progressed through all of the sort of? He's, he hasn't defeated anyone yet. He's still just a, a, a kid. And yeah, just bandits, really, right? But it. <laughs> but I think that's that's what makes it interesting. I think. Yeah, it's not. You're a show. right. That it is. It is not a show, no. <laughs> but I think you're right that there is a very distinct shift towards this survival on the demon continent uh, plotline. But what's interesting is that Rudius isn't at full power yet, and Eris definitely isn't at full power. And they meet Rujerd, who basically is like their mentor and their their guardian, um, as luck would have it. And I think it creates a really interesting dynamic of, okay, so now they're forced to be together, Rudy and Eris, and now they're going to have to learn and grow with each other in a practical situation to try and get home. Yeah. Whereas beforehand, it was kind of a lot of fluff and oh bandits and training and balls and yeah, but i liked it and <laughs> and having this big catastrophic event if it was just okay the events happened and we're here with rudius i think it would be weaker but we get to see paul's side of things a little bit yeah and I mean, we see again, that he's though, like I, i've got to say my I entire wasn't... family is gone yeah but it's like in voiceover i don't even get a sense of I honestly, it took me a second watch to really realize what, who was talking and what was going on there. It was just sort of like a montage of random characters and him going, I've lost my family. Anyone who's listening, sort of help me find them. All right. Help me out. Do me a solid, bro. Why? Where, where's this coming? Like, do you know what would have been? I, I think it had potentially been more impressive. Like, it just feels. Will feels, rewrites Mashoku Tensei. Yeah. Okay. Will does. And um, I feel like. 
that in itself is just so out of left field. It pulls you out of the main story. What would have been better is if Rudius finally manages to get home and everything's everything's in turmoil. His sisters are gone. His dad's been out looking for them. And he finds out, we find so out... So you reckon it would be better if... We find out from... Th- there was no Rudy. look back to the main continent. I think we... Well, I, yeah. I th- well, I think I think it, pick and choose what you want. But I just think that in particular, it would be better if we found... It would be more of a shock. Like, this isn't even a shock. It's just like, oh, you're telling me this information. Right? Why don't mm. we learn it with Rudius? When he finally gets to a situation where he needs to learn it and he's like, oh yeah, we've finally made it back. Oh wait, my family's missing. And then I've got to go back. (laughs) I've got to, I've got to find like, yeah, I just think, again, I don't know where it's going. So I I can't really say Mm. there's every chance that that wouldn't work for whatever reason. But I just think it's, again, it feels a little bit lazy to just go, here's a 10 second clip of what's happening back there. And everyone's gone, by the way, just so you know, like, it's almost mm. like you're telling me the plot points rather than running them through. It's like, by the way, you need to know this for later. Um, but yeah. Okay, well, great. I, like I defended it because I still think that it's good that we have that snippet of, okay, things are also horribly messed up back home. All right. Well, cut but to then... an episode then. If you want to, if you want to do that, cut to a whole episode where we follow Paul and we, and we get, but we get this idea that, okay, things are messed up at home. And then we cut back to Rudius having the time of his life on the demon continent. And so there's this juxtaposition of things are really bad for Paul and co, but Rudius is actually getting to go on an adventure and Eris is having like great fun killing monsters and learning to develop (laughs) her sword skills. And she's got a new mentor and that all builds and builds and builds until the last episode where Rudius decides okay, like, we can take this job, like, it's just a monster in the forest, whatever, it's all good. Oh, there's another party here, and I'll hold back. And we think, okay, so he's holding back. Like, of course he is, he's strategic, that's what he's going to do. And his decision to do that leads to another character dying. Like, horribly. And so, suddenly... After a few episodes of Rudius getting like tips in the ear from the god and he's gaming the system and he's having a good old jolly time, suddenly he's confronted with the reality that, oh no, he's in a dangerous place. Nah. And you... No? Nah. You don't like it? What? No. I liked liked it right up until the point that one of the other party members completely resolves him of any guilt because she's like oh no it was our decision to come here we know the risks it wasn't his fault and then he's uh, and then it's like fine all right okay yeah great you're right we just happened we just happened upon these people we don't have any responsibility to them they're, they're adventurers this is what they do how are, who are we to say mm. that they're not capable of doing it who's to say that us getting involved doesn't complicate the issue more and we end up dying or we end up like screwing up their strategy like i, I think it was great him sort of internally trying to deal with that, but then it's just pulled away from him. It's like, yep, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It was our fault. We know what we're getting involved in. Let's sand the edges. Yeah. It's like, this could be a big learning moment for you, but let's just yeah. like, it's like, okay. If, again, we'll, Little rich we'll boy. rewrite Mishoki Tensei. In that moment, they kick off big style, right? They, they, they're like, you stood there and you watched. Our friends died and you could have done something about it. And then he has to really deal with it. Mm. 
But, but no. no, instead he's he's absolved by the other guy. Yeah, yeah, absolved. Yeah, I can not see where you're coming from with it. Yeah. Not <laughs> not resolved. His resolve is too great. Mm. Yeah, fair. So <laughs> let's go across to the other characters then. So Rudius's arc is wobbly. Yeah. We get that. Um, so what about Eris then? So we're introduced to her yeah, fairly she... early doors. She's the spoiled princess. What did you think of her as she kind of went on? Yeah, she's all right. Um, I think she becomes more bloodthirsty. She's the well, shonen protagonist. Yeah, yeah, effectively. She's um, <laughs> she's fiery. She's in, she's enthusiastic. She she's sassy. She's uh, brutal. Um, she's not particularly smart in a lot of situations. She rushes into things. She's gun ho, but I don't know. She's fine. Like I, I don't really like we said up top. I don't she's think the, fine. the female Just characters fine. are ri- are written particularly well i think she's all right mm. like i think she's got a place at the minute only in the sense that it's rudius's student like if she wasn't there right now it gives him a motive to get back like he's I, i've got to get her back to back home i've got to get her back to the gray rats but like yeah. she's not a better fighter than um than the Rugerd. yeah than him so it's not like we need her for that she's not insightful about the world but she's, she's, she's in, in a... her training arc though right she's what so she's like going through she's in her training arc okay so Richard is like guiding her through and we're seeing her improve like we actively see her get better at combat and she's enjoying it as well yeah which is fine for which her is something... but like <laughs> great not, that's fine for her but Just it's not her. engaging god damn it well <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's 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 fine. Like, are we are we are we are you saying we're establishing a team then? Like, are we? Is this gonna like we're setting? It... Yeah, like this is this is this is the Avengers of Mushoku Tensei. We've got we've got the magic user. We've got the melee DPS. We've got the other melee DPS. We don't have a tank yet. <laughs> Rougeard is basically the tank at this stage in the uh, in the team building, yeah. but. Yeah, like we're getting to see them come together. They're all using their own unique skills. They're working as part of it. They're developing teamwork. And I think you're right. I think Eris probably has the most simple uh, arc out of all of them. She loves fighting. She wants to get stronger. So she just keeps fighting and keeps getting stronger. But she's fiery and, and yeah, she's willing to like take defeats and learn. Like we see her sparring with Rujerd and he's teaching her and she's growing and she's using those lessons in subsequent fights. But who's even more interesting is Rujerd is in it's him. I'm probably butchering his name. Like every time I yeah, say it, it's, it's like, he's got a J and an I like next to each other. But I really liked his story of him being this like God tier spear wielding badass. Yeah. Who's racially oppressed because of things that <laughs> yeah. his clan did in the past and he's trying to hide in plain sight. Like, what were your thoughts on him and like the whole thing? The the spurred. Well, hasn't clan? he all, all, also got like a reputation, even within his race? Isn't he also like of being a badass? He, he's he's the badass of the badasses. Um, so he yes, he's um he's not to be trifled with in the slightest. Um, yeah, I think he was interesting. Like very. You definitely see like the dark side of him when we get into the kidnappers, where the kidnappers are, kid- are kidnapping all the animals and the pets. Yeah, in order to get them reward. 
and one of them kicks Rudy, so he chops his head off. And it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. And Rudy's like, well, that's a so, bit extreme, whoa. dude. Like, come on. Um, and Rudy takes it hard, and he's like, you can't just go around killing people. And he's like, yes, I can. <laughs> do you know who I am? What if I did it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're wrong. I just did it. I could do it again. I, I, could, I could show you. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> Clears out the entire the entire cave. Yeah. So I, I think he's good. It, it, he's quite um, a volatile character. That's interesting to see how because I think Rudy's kind of scared of him as well. Like in that, especially in that moment, it's yeah. like I'm supposed to lead these guys and I'm supposed to be setting the standard, and I did not see this coming. And then this is sort of just <laughs> happened, and I'm like, ah. um... Um, right, how do I oh. how do I reason with this thing? So this is outside of expected parameters. Yeah. Abort, abort. Which is fun. It's also interesting that he listens to Rudy for the most part. And Rudy is like this again, at this point he's ten, twelve mm, as when they're on the yeah. demon continent. Yeah. So you have these two literal children that he's trying to like keep alive, but both of them are so strong that <laughs> he's getting caught up to so he's trying to kind of exude this air of knowledge and wisdom and kind of like world weariness Mm. but then he's got a kid who can literally change the weather and a girl who's able to kill better than he probably can (laughs) like it makes for a fun dynamic but also kind of like why is he still here (laughs) why is he following these children around like yeah because he promised sam we know how strong a promise and, is. And you can't break a promise. You can't. I mean, I'm pretty can't sure I saw them pinky promise at one point. So, you know, it's it's unbreakable. Boop. Yeah. Um, Just another thing that Rudius brought from the real world. A pinky promise. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny. That that would be funny if, if he genuinely was like, this is called a pinky promise. You can't break it, otherwise you die. And then it's like... You die. It's just... You have to swallow a thousand uh, needles yeah. if, you, if you break the pinky promise, yeah. actually. Because um, they believe and, and, it in this world. No cap, that, that's world. legit. Yeah. You've seen me. Like, I've changed the weather. I can put needles in your mouth. Like, Yeah. Like, I don't make sorry. the rules. <laughs> Except I totally do, and I will enforce them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be funny, though. Um, yeah, so, Rujurd, whatever his name is, just making noises now with my mouth. Yeah. Um, just just making sounds and hoping it sounds like a spurred name. Yeah. Uh, he is very interesting. And I think I think having him there... But again... I, 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 you know, people say like, oh, it's a band of misfits. Like, yeah. they don't really go together. I think, I think in a lot of cases, when you say a band of misfits, it's tongue-in-cheek because the contrasting characters do work together. Like individually, they mm. might be misfits, but they all, all sort of work together. Like, but they complement all of the exactly. They still have bits. a range of power sets and things. Right now, I do feel like these aren't a cohesive unit at the minute. It's just, <laughs> it's just like we have two strong sword, sword spear th- users, yeah. and a guy who maybe uses magic, yeah, but yeah, not exactly. often enough. Yeah, and it's like, how are they still alive? Yeah, it doesn't sound the most attractive. And then they're like trying to big up themselves and like make sure oh, you tell with the everyone. the dead end thing. Yeah, make sure you tell everyone about dead end and how powerful we are and how good we are and strong and wonderful. It's like all you've done is take out some animal traffickers and a big worm. And then Bojack Horseman turns you? up and it's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so scared. 
I'm so scared of the guy with the blue hair, with the green, green hair, green hair, yeah. green hair, blue hair, some hair. And then they sh- he shaves his head and it's like, what? <laughs> he shaves okay. his head. Did I miss that? When does he shave his head? Maybe that's in the beginning of the next part. Oh, either way, what? he dyes his hair. Spoilers. He dyes his hair yeah, going his into, hair uh, to look like, isn't um, it really interesting family? that we've got so much to say about what is essentially the last three episodes? Yeah. About Rajerd and Eris and stuff, because I would say basically up until episode nine, it's f- basically fluff. It's the yeah, I can't it, even. It's not fluff, but it but it is like so. What happens? It's what, what Rudy kind is of choosing to points? learn languages. Yeah, yeah. So he learns languages. He learns languages. He goes to the ball. He has a dance. They go. The oh, bandit we, we get we escapades. get a um, a walk around town, which I'm sure you'd like. Yeah, lovely walk around. Oh town yeah, scene. yeah. But was there a song playing over it for four minutes though? Yeah, know. you know, you know my very specific aesthetics were. <laughs> yeah, so th- there was but, a, a nice exposure to the world that they live in in the kingdom, as it were. Yeah, we kind of get all this setup and this kind of idea that this is going to be a show about teaching Eris, and then and then yoink, we get nine, ten, and eleven at the end of this course with so three episodes of. Surprise! They're joining a guild and they're turning into like an RPG party. Yeah, and that's where like the bulk of the plot is happening. Yeah, like I would say that, that for this show, I say the first three episodes are front loaded with world building, magic, Paul's house. He likes to bang maids and his wife at the same time. Yeah, it, it's very off, small off scale, Rudeus. and then and then it expands, and then it's quickly to the kingdom in this city. Yeah, yeah. We go into this into the kingdom, but there's not a lot happening. There's like this small bandit incident. There's the learning about royalty and their interactions with each other, and then suddenly it's like boom, apocalypse, and now it's like it's turned into a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and, and that you know, entire middle section, I feel could, I don't know, maybe could be trimmed a bit. But but, but Sam, what the what I think the bigger issue is, is the is for me. The things that I loved about the beginning episodes have now gone. Like the things that got mm, me hooked. The learning the magic. The learning the magic, the, the magic system in general, the him mm. exploring his powers and the dynamic with Paul and the family and a lot of the a lot of the qualities that I really enjoyed from those first three episodes. And even moving into like it was less when when we moved into the kingdom, I was like, well, okay. He's still teaching, so we still get to see all of that sort of learning curve. We get to see a a bit of an expanse. It's still the same family because it's his cousin. It's his dad's cousin. Yeah, the Grey Rat family. The Grey Rat family. uh, Cousin who's the mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side note: In Game of Thrones, isn't it the Grey something Greys as well, or the Greyjoys? Greyjoys. It is the Greyjoys. I was going to say Greyjoys, but then I was yeah, yeah. (laughs) They've got the Grey Rats here and the Greyjoys there. Was it with the Reek or Theron? The guy, the yeah, most, yeah. the person who suffers the most yes, in Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Was it yeah, Alfie? Alfie? What's he called? What's the actor name? I can't remember. I know. I know yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Winehouse. So Amy Winehouse, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah, sure. Greys, the Greys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Grey Rat. So I really liked that we sort of saw an expanse of that family. All oh, right. Okay. So it turns out Paul's actually quite important. He's quite. <laughs> he's quite he's got he's got a name behind him and there's a bit of 
conspiracy going on about like who's going to take over the kingdom and hey look rudy might actually have a line to become very very important in this story he's he's gotten in so it it doesn't seem too disconnected and then we go pluck we're going to pull you out and we're going to put you in this rpg sort of final fantasy world like you say and yep i just don't know whether that's what i bought into in the beginning like i'm not saying it's not good writing i'm not saying it's not good storytelling and it is very good world building. Very good. You know, you get to see a whole different side to societies. And the mm. guild stuff is very interesting. And we see that done in lots of different ways across anime. But I just don't know whether it's what I bought into at the beginning. And I'm I'm just skeptical mm. that I'm going to lose that enthusiasm if I, as season two comes in. Um, it's a brave, brave, brave interesting. move. Interesting. Um, it is a very bold move um i will say like without spoilers mm. um we get a lot more insight into the family dynamics um we get a bit more on the magic systems and who's out there in the world coming into core two um okay. but i think you're right it is quite jarring to go from game of thrones to final fantasy yeah. In the course of literally like one episode. Well, I feel like um, it almost goes from um like the Shire, the Hobbit, like very sort of <laughs> wholesome family dynamic. I say wholesome, obviously it's not. They're sleeping around and Rudy's a little perf. But like it's got that sort of light hearted we'll, yeah, we'll get Roxy close... in. Well yeah, very close family yeah. orientated, living in the country, practicing your sword skills. Um to, so it's, it goes from The Hobbit to then to, um, what did you say? What was the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, and then... With the politicking and, and the learning. It's and just the, very shifty, shifty, shifty. Yeah. Um, very shifty, shifty. Yeah. I would say that at this point, this is kind of where Mishoka Tensei kind of finds its groove. And then going into uh, Core 2... Yeah, okay, right. That's... Such a such We're a kind ploy of... to get me to watch more. It's like, oh yeah, they're just God, they're just getting just, into just it now. Couple, just a couple more. Just, this God, is just God, where they. Just, this is the, just the beginning, dude. Just, like this. Oh, this yeah. is the beginning. This, this is the prologue. This is just the, the, the starting blocks of the show. But yeah, I think going forward, I think you will really enjoy um, what's coming up. I like from what you've said this episode. Um, in terms of what you liked and what you are wishing to see, mm. I think Core 2 will really grab that okay. uh, for you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. So on that note, um, will I be watching more? Yes. I will uh, continue to watch more then. And we'll see if Core 2 Excellent. can do as good a job as Core 1. Uh, do a better job than Core 1, in my opinion. Like, I, I think uh, this, is, stand up. this has received so much praise, this show. And I think it is... It has. A very well-made show. Like, the animation is sick. Um, yeah, we've not even talked about the animation or the music as well. Just... It's, uh, it's really good. Like, the fight This was scenes. done by Egg Firm, was the the name of the company that basically made this. They're known for Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? And they did the um series of... Firebolter! And they also did... Um, the most recent series of Sword Art and the movie Alicization. Uh, no, sorry, not Alicization. Um, they did Gun Gale and they also did, um, Ordinal Scale. So they've done, they like, they've got good pedigree, but the person who 
opened the mm. studio, basically said that Mishoka Tensei... Good pe- pedigree for animation. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, animation. Storytelling, we'll put that back onto Rei, uh, Rei Ka- Kawahara, who okay. wrote Sword Art. Yeah. Like, let's not get the writing involved. Okay. Um, but the owner of the studio basically said, hey, the main reason that we're here and the main reason that we want to... Um, like, the main reason we exist is because I want to adapt all of Mashoka Tensei to this standard. <laughs> and I'm like... Between the opening magic scenes and the fight scene against the the big monster in the last few episodes, mm. the Sakuga on display here and and the stylized choice that they've made with the animation, mm. bloody phenomenal. Yeah, it is. If nothing else, it is an absolute delight to watch and listen to. And and thinking of the voice acting as well, they created. Two separate fantasy languages that the characters speak in the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's never done. Nobody ever does that in isekai or fantasy in anime. They just go, oh, we're speaking Japanese. Even Vinland Saga goes, I'm from France and I'm speaking Japanese. I'm from England and I'm speaking Japanese. I'm from uh, Iceland and I'm speaking Japanese. But none of us understand each other, despite <laughs> all speaking Japanese in the show. And I'm like... Come on, <laughs> just like just, just yeah. that extra little bit, and and Mushoku Tensei takes that and turns it to eleven, and I'm like, yes, You're the right. world, it's alive. Yeah, clearly a fan. Yeah. No, I, I think that's cool. No, there well, is, there's lots to know. praise, right? There's lots to praise, but there comes a there point is. when I don't want to be a snob about it. Like I don't want to say just because it ticks all these boxes and it does all of these game changes that that makes me really enjoy it. Like. Yeah, sure. It does all of this wonderful True. stuff, but I've got to really, if I'm going to continue watching something, I've got to really find something in it that I enjoy. So I think. Bite into the actual plot and the, the story that's being yeah. told. Yeah. And I think on the most part, I do. I think, I, I, I think I did lose a bit of sort of confidence in it as the series went on, but you're right. It's a stellar production. So we can all agree mm. on that. And it's just a case of can it continue to grip me narratively moving forward? And we'll see. Maybe we can come back and talk about season two um, in a little bit. Um, season one, part two, another yeah, time. Season one, part two. Yeah. Are we happy to leave it there, Sam? I'm pretty happy to leave it there. Um, yeah. Right. At home, check out Mishoka Tensei. Give it a go. Yeah. It's unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's unique. It's very nice. Yeah. yeah. Let us know what you think. And um, we'll uh, see you next time for another discussion about something else that we decide on on the fly, probably. Um, Absolutely.